I V M. Hello and welcome to the empowering series with me, Zarina. So we have yet another interesting episode with yet another interesting guest. Our special guest today is Hetal Desai. Now Hetal is a professional leader with a decade and a half of experience in new business development and she's done a lot of uh, market expansions for companies. She's also managed to use her entrepreneurial skills and uh, combine all of that with business management and she's made some companies a huge huge profit in the market I believe. Right Hetal? Yes, yes. So Hetal, why don't you tell us a little about yourself before we jump into the topic for today? Sure, sure. So I've been in sales throughout my career so it's close to about a decade now that I've been working for large giants right uh, MNCs as well as Indian organizations major of my career has been in the staffing and the training industry that's interesting so hiring people managing them mm-hmm. uh, ensuring there's a smooth exit so the entire life cycle hire to fire is what I say wow <laughs> uh, I've been lucky to experience that Right. That's amazing. So, so since you've mentioned hire to fire, I'd like to get into the topic for today. Let's dive in to understand why people actually quit their jobs. You know, that's our topic for today. And I think nobody could have been my guest apart from you because you seem to be knowing the entire process, right? So, um, Heather, let's talk about this. Um, you know, we've got companies and we've got so many MNCs and SMEs around us. Uh, with a peak performance coaching background, I too come across clients. And one complaint every client literally has is the attrition rate of their company is really high. You know, they're finding it very hard to retain employees in a company. So, uh, what is your take on that? I agree. I think um, let's accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, every organization realizes that they have an attrition as a challenge. Right. But what are they doing towards it? Absolutely. That's another question we <laughs> yeah, need to ask. Totally. Right? Um, frankly speaking, I strongly believe nobody leaves the organization. They leave their boss. Right, right. There is always um, a love for the organization that one develops. And hence, you are joining, right? You obviously join the brand because you don't know the people you're going to work for. True. Uh, When you take up an offer or when you take up a job or when you're even evaluating that, Mm -hmm. what are you looking in? You're looking at the organization, the brand, what are they doing? What is in it for me? It's only when you start working with your boss, your mentor, your leader, is when you realize that. I guess then that makes um, having a bad boss probably, you know, one of the key factors to people quitting because I've noticed too that uh, people do not have a problem with the organization. Sometimes they just have a problem with their leader or their employer and the way their attitude probably is and their unreasonable expectations in general from how the employee has to perform. And sometimes I think another area is, uh, I don't know if you must have come across this, but I think it's having a keen ear to probably one or two employees and not being able to listen to each one out, you know. True. I think a lot of employees feel that bias and they feel the lack of uh, communication with their bosses to be able to perform well. True. I agree with you to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, there are multiple factors. Right. I think what I just said was one of the major factors, as you rightly said. Mm-hmm. But there are multiple factors that plays in, right? True. Are we getting enough increments? Are we getting the right increments? Absolutely. Uh, what you're saying, the biasness does mm-hmm. come in. Typically what happens, especially you'll find this in a sales or a product-driven role, mm-hmm. where there is the performance can be measured, 
right yes, so there it's are kind two, of quantitative true right so there are two areas one which are measurable which is your typical sales or or your production mm-hmm. where you there's an x input and an x y output and you've right? got your assessments and analysis absolutely. evaluations absolutely absolutely right? and as a leader at times what happens i would not always blame the leader mm-hmm. but what happens is when you have performers you tend to focus more on them right because you feel they are your building bridges they are mm-hmm. the next leaders probably so unconsciously you tend to invest more time on those or two or three performers that top performers that you have which definitely starts the other starts feeling that oh i'm not important a kind for the of organization neglect and a yes. kind of you know yes so as a leader it's very important for people to balance it out right i think this is like um, having kids true <laughs> you know you've got like the golden child and you've got the one who's always making mischief and both need equal attention absolutely <laughs> so i guess that's how this works right you know to a large extent right. true i i think you're right you know because um, bosses tend to have their favorites and when it starts becoming obvious to everybody else it definitely creates a different um, uh, ambiance completely and that leads me to also another thought and i i think another key factor in this area which is people are trying so hard to impress their bosses and their employers so the stakeholders sometimes start getting very overworked you know naturally i mean if i'm just looking at bombay mumbai and the way we function everybody is really fast and everything is so fast paced so we anyway are pressing for time and then these guys have to go out there and impress the bosses who probably neglect them a lot of times and trying to be in their faces they're trying to make money and make profits and do whatever they need to do according to their profile but they're feeling very very exhausted you know does um, that happen i mean it does mm-hmm. i feel this largely happens at least from my experience and from my interactions that i have felt uh, a woman feels this pressure yes right yes, because true. as a woman we always want to impress the world right right i think uh, uh, I could be wrong. <laughs> no, you, but that's my you're experience. quite right. I mean, here and we are having a woman-to-woman empowerment uh, conversation now. Now this, now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> so go on. Absolutely. So uh, typically, what happens is it's the lady who always feels that she needs to be uh, impressive. Right. The way she carries herself, the way mm-hmm. she conducts, the way she's managing things, not only in office but also at her home. Right. True. She's True. always under that pressure. she has to ensure that everybody back home is taken care of and she's the right bahu if she's ma- yes if she is if she's a daughter she's the she's the perfect right daughter perfect daughter and, yeah. um when she comes to office she has to ensure that her work is in place because she's always being judged right let's accept the fact uh, we are in india hmm. uh, a woman is always judged yes that's um, true and she has this psychological pressure behind her saying that if i don't do it right if i don't impress my boss hmm. then there's a challenge and sad part is hmm. it's not just a woman having a male boss right. but this also is very evident when she has a female boss absolutely i do agree with that because i think uh, somewhere the empathy vanishes you know they stop empathizing when they are in a leadership position for some odd reason <laughs> and i've uh, tried to put that across to so many of my uh, clients during the one on one coaching that you've got to be very sensitive towards people who are coming in especially women not because uh, it's the lesser known gender or uh, we need to be dominated but because the way we look at responsibilities in our entire dynamic you know our entire ecosystem our responsibilities are extremely different from those of men true on an average true and here's where the challenge is you mm-hmm. know um diversity which right. you rightly said right 
uh, is there enough women at the leadership role taking care of the other women below the value in, chain? In the whole uh, hierarchy, right? yes. So that is the key area, right? right. We need to have more women leaders. Right. We need to have more women at that level who can actually create policies True. that will be helpful to have more women and comfort and them within the system. True. So are we saying there are not much women coming in not the really. job? Not really. We've got couple. I mean, I think uh, even with women in general, if you look at it the way they are in their leadership positions, I think they come in phases. For a little while, you'll see 20 years of only women bosses and then suddenly they're all gone. So I have noticed these phases in uh, different uh, industries and different sectors where suddenly you've got like everybody all the CEOs and all the bosses are all women and suddenly there's a switch. So sometimes I think there's, there are these transitions and these phases that uh, a company goes through as well. True. You I know? think uh, if I'm not wrong, you would be referring to the BFSI sector, which is the banking finance. Yes, Recent, yes. Recently we we've seen so a lot of change women. there. Yeah, <laughs> and now there are none. Yeah. Um, I think the challenge uh, or the question that we need to ask here is why? Right. Are we developing enough women to come to the level mm -hmm. where they can be taken care of. So this is a C-suit issue, right? right? right. Uh, we have a lot of women coming in in the entry level. They start falling off at mm. the peak of their career. Mm -hmm. Why? Either they have to get married, yeah. settle, or they are married and now that's time to bear a child. Start, start a family. So yes. how do I take care of that? So the problem is the organizations need to focus in that particular area mm -hmm. where they can develop women to the C-suit, to the leadership roles, which will then can be groomed into the next level. True. I guess uh, here I also see this this trend with uh, men as well, <laughs> off late. Uh, they're really exhausted and they also want a kind of change. And, you know, we're talking about work-life balance, which happens to be the key to a working woman's life. Generally, everybody is telling a working woman or even a man for that matter, if I'm just going to be generic about things that, look, you've got to have a work life balance. Now, my question really is, you know, I, I even ask them, you know, why aren't you challenging me and asking me that Zarina, what the hell is a work life balance? It's life and you've got work, like you've got play, you've got party, you've got parts of your life. How do you put them into um, two different plates? This, yeah, two different plates. And how can you weigh them in the same scale? It's not the same thing, right? I and I think that's where people have this notion about their work-life balance and employers, I think, need to be able to give them an understanding of how they must be able to use their life and use parts of their life effectively. And work is one of them. I think employers have a huge hand in um, that process. So like you rightly pointed out, you know, it starts from the top, actually. So if you look at uh, the top of the food chain, things are very different here and everybody's doing their own thing. So I guess somewhere that will change uh, the picture if people start looking at these aspects and the dynamics of life in general a little more sensitively, Agreed. I guess, right? Agreed. Agreed on that. Okay. So like we discussed, you know, this entire um, hierarchy, it really matters because people from the top of the chain have to make a difference. And I think every company should probably start using the one minute rule. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of the one minute principle. It's kind of a Japanese technique wherein you just dedicate a minute to yourself, right? To do anything. So if you're getting out of bed, you dedicate a minute to clean up your room. 
just uh, do uh, the you know just uh, put the duvet together and you know put your comforter away whatever it may be you come to work you walk out for a minute take a minute break and come back in not a cigarette break and a smoke break just a general break so i guess a 1 minute rule really helps what do you think about that good concept mm-hmm. um people it's not defined by organizations not really but i think people do do that yes. so especially in india you know people um, take a more than a minute more than a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yes they do so like you know to give you a classic example people if your office work hour is 10 am right. you will find people walking in right at 10 am and then they go for their coffee and they will take their own time say hello to your friends by the time they are back on the desk mm-hmm. it's almost 10:30 true so um mm-hmm. i think we have our own ways to One take No, but you know what? What really happens is, Hetal, that too becomes part of their routine. I agree. Right. So, being able to consciously, wherein a company is telling you that I need you to spend one minute doing something for yourself, that doesn't have to do with you taking your one-hour lunch break and your half-an-hour coffee break. It has to do with just you. you know Got it. could yeah. be anything yeah. just like a meditation room and a one minute um, sound for them to listen to anything like that you know sure. something that helps i sure. guess i think it's an nice idea things. i yeah. i think um, <laughs> i've i've introduced it to couple of my clients and okay. they love it and in fact they find it quite effective because i think uh, here the amount of breaks we take that leads me to actually discussing this other aspect in companies where uh, people actually quit because there is a lot of grape wine Yeah, and a lot of gossip and office politics. True. So, have you come across such scenarios and an environment like that? I have been fortunate not to come across lovely uh, such experiences. Lovely. I think I have worked with great organizations, mm-hmm. and um, uh, these things have not uh, touched them yet. Okay. Um, having said that, what you're saying is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we if we look at uh, general organizations, um, I think yeah, there are many organizations where you do have all these. Uh, again, this builds up from the similar points that we discussed before. Yes. You know, yes, are it we, does. Are we getting uh, pampered? is ex getting pampered by the boss is someone getting more importance mm-hmm. uh, and then that's where the gray point starts right so right yes it does exist um nobody is willing to come out and open and say okay, yes there is an office politics but i think all of us no, know nobody talks are. about it openly but i've realized that uh, this can be a huge uh, area of concern because sometimes the bosses themselves indulge in such discussions and when that starts happening sometimes they kind of too careless or too carefree rather to know what's going on you know they're turning a blind eye towards these things and sometimes they're too involved so people who enjoy gossip or people who enjoy a grapevine for them again you've got that extra half an hour in the day going into all these areas right and then you've got the people who don't enjoy these things and they're there for their job they sometimes suffer and right. i think those are the people who want to walk out of an organization like that sometimes when you don't fit in right you're right. also talked about absolutely you're also judged absolutely uh, those could be other elements for somebody having to just quit that particular place because sometimes the environment is not conducive enough for you so organizations in a regular scenario the way hr has uh, defined us there has annual appraisals right. you appraise your employee on your annual, annual basis. basis does that really make sense your year is already gone by mm-hmm. where the employee was feeling lost why was he not able to do what he was supposed to do mm-hmm. so there should be periodic appraisals in organization where the leader the mentor or the boss mm-hmm. actually sits across the table and say hey 
what's going wrong why are you stuck what is it that i can do for you right if that is done all these points that we referred to in our previous discussion about biasness about politically getting involved in Correct. things can be taken care of can be taken because care you of. are interacting is there enough interaction between the team member and the boss so it's got to do with a lot of uh, interpersonal communication absolutely it's uh, also got to do with general transparency in an organization absolutely. i believe um, also i'd say you know what you've just mentioned so sometimes uh, there is this concept of having a stay interview and an exit interview yes. i guess this would be an aspect of the stay interview when it's not too late to understand what the pain areas are what's going wrong with maybe the employee himself or herself or uh, the organization in general or what's not working out for them right. and what we can actually change right. but when we come to the exit interview uh you know it's already too late exactly. i guess that's what you're talking exactly. about exactly in fact gallup had done a survey yes uh, in this year itself yes. 2018 yes. where they figured out that also appraisals play a very important they role do. in terms of the monetary appraisals so mm-hmm. on an average it says about 9 to 10% is what an employee gets when he is appraised within the organization yes. this is an average that i'm talking about and an employee if he quits and he joins somewhere else the minimum appraised salary, salary. would be 20% and above Correct. so there itself there is a 100% jump so if yeah. so are we doing something about that we keep talking about how do i retain this could be one of the areas right evaluate your employee based on what is his market stand right now you know just don't give him 9% because that's your standard policy or that's how it is and then you expect him to stay back of course not with the kind of market market competition, competition. yes exactly. absolutely there's someone willing to give him 20% 30% am i saying that you start giving employees 20% 30% no right. what we need to do is probably have defined goals when you're starting the year with your team tell them this is what is expected out of you absolutely have it realistic yes all right you may assume that i can do x so my team member should do x maybe he does not have that caliber right understand the caliber understand his high points mm-hmm. work around a target mm-hmm. which is closer to what is achievable right make it's it realistic so having real benchmarks absolutely and not making milestones which are uh, you know out of reach absolutely. at least instantly absolutely it's like if i want to buy a rolls royce and that's my dream car i can't tell myself i'm going to buy it tomorrow i'll have to start with going up the ladder slowly i guess that is uh, one of the areas they do not cover as um, uh, anyway i think globally we have this issue these areas are not looked at as serious areas or uh, loopholes or drawbacks in a company and that's why lots of people also leave you know like you mentioned this uh, gallup survey i too came across something which said that maximum people actually don't leave because of money they leave because they don't see any uh, opportunity for growth they don't see any opportunity for uh, evolving in their positions or getting better with their designations and maybe that too is an important factor that can be covered if we look into what you've just mentioned correct right and give your employees alternate opportunities within the organization right. so if an individual has been with your organization for say 2 years mm-hmm. and he's been doing the same job it becomes monotonous at time oh very sit with him understand what are the other areas that he would like to explore give him the opportunity interdepartment transfers rather than losing a person i always believe externally lose him internally to another department right 
people tend to get very possessive about their team. They mm-hmm. want that individual. So if there's a performer, I want him or her to work with me only mm-hmm. and not let him give the opportunity which has been in some other department thinking that oh I will lose a good salesperson. True. Having said that, you may lose him externally. Um there are organizations who are now internally looking at this. They do mm-hmm. come up with IJPs which is internal job opportunities. and i think that is working out uh, it's working in both the favors the company and the individuals true and you know the fact that all of this actually comes under one umbrella eventually it's a lot to do with you know why people quit actually comes across as why can't bosses make people stay <laughs> at the end of the day i think that's the question yeah. you know how does a boss retain an employee why people quit is see sometimes you've got uh, other uh, let's say physiological reasons or social reasons for quitting a job it could be a demographic issue you know location it could also be that your spouse or partner is moving uh, cities and has got a job somewhere else so you're looking out so there could be reasons which uh, that that comprises only about 2% of the bracket of why people leave Correct. and one third of our lives goes at our workplaces i think literally very well mentioned mm-hmm. uh what people are lacking right now is the personal touch right if you have interactions with your team members uh you would have that personal touch then you would know what's happening in their personal life you would be mm-hmm. able to gauge in terms of what are the motivational factors that they yes. have yes. some people are motivated with money some people are motivated with career some people are motivated with recognition just by putting a small sticky note on your team member's table saying that thank you good job done right. makes a huge difference to a lot of people so mm-hmm. it's important that you connect yes. and i think again not because i'm a lady but i think we women do a better job at that yeah right? i mean we've got a, a high eq yeah. as such <laughs> uh not to malign but that right, is that is right. a fact we we can handle these sensitive issues sometimes a little more um you, you know subtly correct uh, that is a possibility yes right. but also that when you're talking about in general uh people at their workspaces and the bosses behaving in a certain manner we're talking about different uh, physiological reasons for people moving out one of them also is this bit you mentioned at the end the lack of recognition i believe right when you're not feeling recognized in an organization and honestly i tell my clients in general always that you appreciate or applaud in public and you criticize behind closed doors absolutely and that's exactly the opposite of what i'm saying you know everybody is doing the opposite absolutely that's where the bad boss really becomes the guy who's uh, standing with a hunter and waiting with a whip to beat you out and then send you back home and you're sick and tired of that monotony at the end of the day <laughs> so i guess uh, how how do you think people should add recognition i mean we've got award reward programs we've got those employee engagements but sometimes those things aren't enough so i'll tell you something which i had initiated in one of my organizations mm-hmm. is a thank you note lovely right so what we used to do is we had got bunch of thank you notes printed mm-hmm. and kept on everybody's desk so anybody who does something out of the way for you mm-hmm. i'm not saying from a goal perspective it's just could be a colleague trying to help you for something just gratitude you just yes you just write the person's name mention what he or she did, did. which made a difference to you and sign it off and just go and hand it over and that was uh actually when we when we were doing it my boss was are you kidding are we in school what are you trying to do <laughs> i said let's see let's right. try it for a quarter 
which is three months, and see what happens. It made a huge difference, and we replicated it globally. Okay, I'm I'm going to use this idea if you don't mind. And <laughs> sure, I'm saying sure. this uh, on record, so <laughs> so no plagiarizing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, okay, let's hold that thought right here. I'm going to take a short break, and we'll see you guys on the other end of the break. Welcome back, guys. You know, this this is a very interesting, but um, I don't know how to put this across. But this actually happens to be one of the reasons why a lot of people leave their jobs or quit their jobs, and that is this the clandestine affair. You know, which goes <laughs> on in the office spaces. Sometimes those are also reasons for leaving jobs. And because I'm a life coach, I get to know about these things. You right. know, apart from the other business coaching aspects, when you're talking about life, you realize that these are reasons. Right. People do leave their jobs because they have a romantic inclination. Sometimes your office space is playing um, Cupid's nest for you, and maybe it's illicit, amoral. Maybe it's good. Maybe maybe you have a future with this person. But on an average, it doesn't seem to work out well. for your personal and professional life so let it let us put this in a different perspective uh-huh. all right what is the best time of your day that you spend where is it it's the workplace right right so typically all of us end up spending about in this era about 10 to 12 hours in office easy right easy 10 to 12 and that's your best hours the rest of the time either you're working out in a gym or you're going home you're too tired and you just yes. have your meal and and you sleep crash. off right yes. so yes you are confined in a place mm-hmm. for 10 to 12 hours you start interacting with people mm-hmm. and you do come across uh people who you connect with right, right? uh why are we looking at it from a negative perspective mm-hmm. this could also be from a positive perspective mm-hmm. uh you have someone you have liked you rightly said that it does move into a other direction if it's not in the right way right. having said that uh, i think it's for the organization to recognize these things there are organizations who have clear policies exactly my point wherein you know? they do not want to have it they have their own reasons i have right. been part of such policy making mm-hmm. the reason is as you rightly said if one is not doing good the other starts feeling the heat yes, right yes. or if one is doing fine at work and they have had some conflicts back home that comes back that to comes the office back. that comes and back and vice versa so that's the reason my organization makes those policies that let's not have that itself you know yeah. let's have let's you bifurcate you know that goes back into uh, the earlier topics we mentioned as well wherein there's a grape vine and there's office politics and then you become a part or you become a topic Absolutely. of discussion you find yourself in uncomfortable positions or you feel embarrassed and i'm not speaking about this simply from the clandestine secret point of view i'm speaking about it in general when we cannot differentiate a lot of times between our personal and professional lives True. uh and we don't know if we're not balanced in the mind to be able to deal with these as separate entities and find a synergy between them it is difficult to be able to exist in the same workplace i agree yeah so i i think uh, that is something so uh, companies do have policies yes a lot of them do and uh, they also draw certain boundaries and get things uh, worked up 
for employees in general and stakeholders have also started appreciating this so if you find love in your workplace and you're looking at a family that's brilliant huh. well i'm happy for you but in general Choose if it's who wants to stay back exactly <laughs> who, who wants, wants to, to stay on. back yes and that's, that's where the, the problem is you know right. again i coming back to our earlier discussion mm-hmm. that's what happens the person who would sacrifice is the women uh-huh. that's why we don't have more women in the sorry i keep coming back to this because this topic is very close to my heart no, of I, course i strongly feel that we need to have diversity at a leadership level right, right. in fact uh, i would just want to mention something that i'm working on since last 5 years now mm-hmm. it's called asian women in leadership summit lovely uh it's been 5 years we've been doing this uh idea is that everybody's talking about uh leadership yes, women being yes. there and things like that what are we really doing about it right we have been holding these conferences the summits wherein we bring people from different uh, areas of life oh, that's so we get hr business hrs coming in yes. uh wherein they come and say what is it that they are doing as you rightly said policy making what is it that we can do to support a woman right. right from all the points that we covered right Everything, how do you yes. take care of the politics how do we give her a work life balance, balance? <laughs> uh, how do we comfort her within the organization yes. and so on and so forth but where does this come from this has to be approved from the ceo right mm-hmm. which is the business so we also get in the md's the ceos the decision makers right onto the platform we ask them these tough questions some of the ceos who've been doing a fantastic job they share about what they've been doing mm-hmm. how they have brought that change within their organization um, so it's a learning for the others sitting in the room say what is it that they can take back to their their organization we get uh, political people involved oh lovely the policy makers if i have to say so we ask them what is it that you are doing Mm-hmm. Uh, because as organization we do things but if there is something from the policy makers which is made mandatory mandatory yes. it becomes much easy to follow right true so this is what we do we bring everybody on a platform we ask them tough questions a lot of people share what they've done there's a lot of learning Great. Um, and i hope to see more women because if you see Two years back, in the Fortune 500 companies, we had right. more than 32 women as leaders, right. CEOs, right? In a year, it just dropped down Drop, to 24. Yes, it did. So, what are we doing? It. We go back and ask the question to the lady boss, saying that, "What did you do?" But <laughs> is it her job? She's already managing so many things, right? Absolutely. What is the organization doing? What is the CEO doing? We talk about mentoring, but nobody talks about sponsorship, right? Yes. Are you ready to put your bet on a lady and say I will sponsor her I will ensure that she goes to the next level Well are mm. we doing enough coaching mentoring training all these points that we keep yes. talking about if you see are we really doing something towards it if we really start focusing on this I think retention can be taken care of It can right and if we have I always feel and I think there are enough surveys and there are enough articles that have come up mm-hmm. which says that women are the best strategy designers they are the ones who should be in a leadership role they yeah. should be the ones who should be taking the initiatives so AWLS which is Asian Women yeah. Leadership in Summit 
talks about this okay we try and say let's do let's bring a change let's, bring let's a change. do something you know we've been talking True. talking talking <laughs> let's get something on the floor and let's get it active let's get yes that's amazing actually i mean that's quite an initiative and having done that for the last 5 years and pushing yourself and making a change you know at base level and at the top level i think that's huge hetal because uh, yes and here i'd like to also bring in the men Right. so that i can uh, balance it out for both sure. of us <laughs> so i'd like to bring in the gentleman who can also be extremely um active in this process of making sure that these sponsorships or these uh, leadership roles or the kind of training coaching mentoring that we're talking about all of that can be done with an amount of trust and faith because i think we all at times look for validation absolutely we shouldn't that's another story and another topic altogether we all do look for validation and that validation comes not from just your bosses or your peers or your colleagues or you know subordinates it also just comes from the fact that you're looking at people around you to accept you just exactly. for who you are exactly. just for who you are so i guess even the gentlemen if they play an important role in this uh, growth that you're talking about it's a catalyst reaction so there can be an escalation in the growth rate i agree absolutely agree in fact men have to come forth and do <laughs> Great. it because now i hear men for me that's nice <laughs> that's nice yeah and, they, and you know uh, frankly speaking since i've been associated and since i've been very actively working on this mm-hmm. there are many men let's appreciate them there are many men right. who are doing uh, this cause in fact the gentleman who leads this entire initiative for us in india or mm-hmm. asia pacific is a, a a male and even my ceo is a male oh wow and they have both been very supportive in this cause in the and cause. Uh, they work very uh, closely with me uh, mm-hmm. in in driving this entire initiative so yes uh, let's uh, let's appreciate men as well <laughs> and uh, without them i don't think we would the chain will be yes complete. like i said so, like you know they they can play a catalyst in this entire process they can really escalate the growth because having those people to validate not your existence because you need self confidence or self esteem but the existence of you in a leadership role and to back you up and to tell the world that hey these people they're out here and they're talking business you correct, know correct. so that that does change uh, the dynamics Absolutely. quite a bit right and you know somewhere i think we as women also take a back seat saying that no i don't ah, want yes. to so in actually when this entire initiative started um i kept so they both of them the gentleman who who leads this entire uh, awls for mm-hmm. us uh, and my ceo kept on saying that you take the front lead right. and i was like no 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 i'm comfortable here you guys take the lead yeah. you know so i think sometimes we as women also need to break the glass ceiling yes you do we need to start looking beyond ourselves we should trust and believe in our own selves True. i think that's very important yes. and i think men do a very good job in telling us that we are believing in yeah, us yeah in believing in <laughs> us by telling us that yeah lady you can do it yes so yeah I I, I I have I, to give it to them because honestly, the maximum people who have encouraged me in my choice of profession, the maximum clientele I have, the the kind of people who've pushed me or motivated me, have usually been the gentlemen around me. So I've never had that complaint about you know the the woman aspect, but I completely get where you're coming from because that's a majority area. 
Exactly. So I believe we should look into that, and I think you guys are doing a fab job. So Heta, uh, all the best on that front. Thank you. <laughs> and in uh, fact, you should come in. So we are going to have our event, the first event in India. Oh wow! On the fifteenth of November at Four Seasons. Lovely. I would really invite you. Please join us. I'll be happy to. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to see this side of things, you know, and uh, be part of such an amazing summit. It will be great to have you there. For sure, for sure. Now, um, let's come to this last segment of our discussion. You know, everything put in a box. If we go back to talking about why people quit, whether it's women, men in general, we've discussed a lot of areas, and they cover a lot of internal areas too, right? One of the areas that I see specifically, or lastly, I'd say. is the corporate culture mm. you know a company's yeah. culture just basically the values the principles uh, their vision mission as compared to what they're telling you when you're joining when you're coming on board and uh, compared to that you look into 6 months into your job or uh, say 10 months into your job and you see firstly the job expectations are different from the reality of your job then you also notice that you don't like the way the company is just their basic feel you know so what what is your take on that yes i think um very rightly said mm-hmm. um uh, we when we are evaluating a job any individual is right. evaluating a job first sees the brand is it a big brand is Correct. it a big name so everything is very flowery you know very rosy oh wow what a company that i'm going to join um then they go to the role not giving much importance as you rightly said you don't know what exactly is expected so we don't have those tough discussions because somewhere behind our mind we mm-hmm. back of our mind we feel that oh what if they judge me and don't give me the job right so we never have those tough questions what is expected out of me out of in you. this role yeah. right we we go through something called as job description we say oh this is the very basics. nice this is i'm yes. doing and this is easily achievable i can do it right we see that we meet the person It's like an arranged marriage, right? You yeah. meet the person for half an hour and you say, "Oh, I'm going to I'm, spend I'm my life with you." I'm ready to marry you. Yes, absolutely. So, and then start the issues, and then you also have a honeymoon period, exactly. which is your three months of induction, etc. And that's et where, that's where you, are, as you rightly said, the three months of induction and settling in, nobody's bothering you. You right. are in a happy zone, and boom! Suddenly, after three months, the expectations just, just set in. Right. So I think one is. your hr and mentor plays a very important role mm-hmm. so there are organizations i have been fortunate that i have been part of where there is a very clear induction process okay so right from the person joins in there are constructive interview process that have been defined mm-hmm. so we know what the expectation of the candidate is by keeping the candidate very comfortable okay right, right. so that's the stage 1 once the person is onboarded then there is again a full ledge process so there is even in the current organization we have a proper training that has been embarked to the employee okay. then there is something called as floor training where the people mentor each other so they are mentor mentee relationship like a buddy mentor absolutely right? yeah. and then once when the mentor says that he's ready or she's ready to go live hmm. is when the person is on live sales true so i think there there has to be a process induct the person into the culture yes. that is more important yes because the very fact that you've hired him or her is because you know that he or she can do the job now what is important is the cultural fit culture yes so get the person in the culture and you know what it's it's been proven 
six months if a person stays with you mm-hmm. then the person is there for you for life right, right? right. unless the other points that we spoke about <laughs> we spoke is not about taken and they come into early yeah. into their uh, yeah. zones and their yes. marriages yes. so typically and even from see we keep talking about the employee mm-hmm. but also from an employer perspective you see the only way the employer will start generating revenue on an individual is he spends one year with the organization right so it's it's both the sides yes. the employer is doing enough but at the same time the employee also needs to take care of so it's not just that we expect the leader or we expect the mentor to keep yes. coming back yes. but i think it's also important for the employee to walk up to the boss and say can i have a conversation with you right so if the leader is not taking that initiative why are we not taking that initiative but you know a lot of times hetal employees want to take that initiative but bosses are um, unavailable or they just become they they're so consumed i won't say that their job is easy but they're very consumed Agreed. to be able to give that individual attention and that's where i feel that it is important for companies to invest on their employees correct you know correct. invest behind them invest for them correct which means that if you have a coach for instance your job my job sometimes our job is just to mediate issues sometimes Absolutely. that's where we are you know it's Absolutely. not like you're adding anything but you're at least taking away from them there's somebody to listen to so if you cannot be that year at least invest in having those kind of people around Correct. where your employees can go talk about their problem maybe that mediator can come to you and tell you that look these are the x issues with y person and this is what you can do about it true and after that it's your choice true right? and i think uh, as you rightly said organization are recognizing this yes, uh, things now and hence you will see this training initiatives being mm-hmm. taken care mm-hmm. of mentor mentee relations uh, being formed within the organization coaches been invited especially for senior level True. uh because again at a senior level you feel that i'm too big a person to go and sit in a classroom right yeah. that's when a coach comes in play you know he listens because there is a frustration at that level as well it is you it know is, who absolutely. do you talk to you are alone at the top I always say that you yes. know once so it's always very rosy when you're looking from the ground floor yes, yes. or when you're at the top you're alone right. who do you talk to in fact these are the people who need the They mentors do. right uh, companies should provide external mentors as well mm-hmm. so a ceo so there should be you know ceo interaction sessions and things like that where they can share because the they would be able to understand each other better right. than someone within the organization because Again, there are some some confidential things that the CEO cannot share with. Yes, yes, there, there are the discreet ground. matters, and you know, absolutely. And so yeah, those initiatives should be taken. There right. should be external mentors being available. There should be coaches, which who should the company should hire, even mm-hmm. for the top management. I would say not just no, the it starts top top yeah, down all the way. You know, absolutely. because the top is actually the bottom of the organization. True. In my understanding, I look at the top of any organization as the roots of it. True. So if the roots aren't taken care of. although they might not be seen true you don't see them all the time you don't interact with them all the time but they've got to be the strongest of themselves agree right so they can hold that tree and that lovely shade and the, the leaves and the fruits that they bear so all of that is taken care of if we start uh, top level but i think all in all um we have covered quite a bit on why people quit uh, starting from let, let's not talk really badly about the bosses <laughs> but yes the bad bosses if there are any Uh, we're talking about aspects related to just simple office politics people being underpaid 
I guess. Right. Um, overworked and underpaid. We're talking about the work-life balance. We're also talking about how women can be better and they should be pushed and motivated to be in these leadership roles and do a good job there because they're good at it. Right. And we're also generally talking about how a company culture works its dynamics or it works uh, its charm on having or retaining employees. So all in all, uh, what are your last thoughts? <laughs> So, um, frankly speaking, I think, as I mentioned in, mm-hmm. in the previous uh, this discussion as well, that it's important that everybody comes on the same platform. Mm-hmm. Everybody works towards uh, ensuring that the organization has the manpower which stays with them. Right from the CEO, as you rightly said, the root of the organization, <laughs> the roots, yes. uh, who's the policymaker, to the HR, uh, because let's understand HR is more of a facilitator. Yes. Uh, we keep going back to HR or telling them, but they are not the decision makers, mm-hmm. right? To the boss or the mentors or the leaders, to the employees as well. I think if everybody starts talking, interacting, sharing their concerns, um, discussing what can be done, having forums within the organization, we all have employee engagements. We but do. I think we should also have some fo- employee forums right. where we invite their family, where we have we understand them as individuals. We get to know what the organization culture is. I think if everything put together, um, the world will be a much better place. <laughs> I believe so because like we discussed, you know, half or more than half our lives are spent at work. So we need to have a good work life to have a good life in general. Yes. So the world would be a better place. <laughs> and going back to what you said right at the beginning about people not quitting their jobs, they quitting their bosses or leaving their bosses is exactly where we must be ending this. Uh, thank you so much, Hetal. It's pleasure, been such fine. a pleasure to talk to you and interact with you. Such amazing insights on this topic. I, I think this is going to be one of my best episodes. Also, all the very best for the Asian Women in Leadership Summit and uh, the one that you're holding in Mumbai, India at the Four Seasons on the 15th of November. November. I will surely be there. Thank you. And I'm really looking forward to seeing some amazing work being done by all of you and you know eventually I guess I'll also be part of this and the next time I'm doing my talk show I will be talking about women only. (laughs) (laughs) So um, that's what I'll be doing at the end of this. But thank you so much uh, Hetal. It's been an absolute pleasure and delight to speak with you. Pleasure is mine. Thank Thank you. All right, so that was our episode on why people quit with Hetal Desai, and I've had the most amazing time talking to this dynamic woman. So, if you liked this episode, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me on Zarina Speaks on Instagram.